0: Hello and welcome to episode 8 of Let the Meat Cake. This episode we will discuss the Pakistani tribal zones and Waziristan, the areas that border Pakistan and Afghanistan. The tribal zones and Waziristan were home to America's drone war, disrupting life in the area for roughly 20 years. This is the area which the Taliban fled to during America's occupation of Afghanistan and where the Pakistani Taliban or TTP reside, specifically in North Waziristan. We cover all of this and more during this discussion with our guest who has strong ties to the northern areas of Pakistan and has extensive knowledge of the area and the conflicts that have occurred there. As always, we are 5th Gen, an information warfare cooperative that aims to shed light on things those in power want to be kept in the dark. We want to give a voice to the voiceless and give people the information they need to thrive in a world that tries so hard to starve you of it. I'm Jack and my co-host is John. And we hope you enjoy the show.
1: We have a weapon more powerful than the British Empire, and that weapon is
2: our refusal to bow to any order but our own, any institution but our own.
1: What's up, guys? Uh, Name's Ghazi Khan. I'm currently right now in uh, Houston, Texas. Uh, originally, my family's from Pakistan, from the northern area uh, KPK, which is the Pashto area.
2: Uh, And what is is a KPK and what is a Pashto? Oh, uh,
1: okay. So um, the northern, uh, northwestern areas of Pakistan are populated by Pashto-speaking people. So Pashto is a language and the people that speak it uh, are called uh, Pashtun or Pashtun or Pakhtun, depending on your dialect. The region is named after those people and their language is Pashto and they're called Pashtun. So I
2: just was reading that there's a whole faction of people who think that they're a lost tribe of israel
1: yeah 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 dude that's like an actual thing like yeah? like there's people yeah there's people take that stuff seriously like don't tell them they're not but yeah that's the thing it's a very let's, let's be polite it's a very primitive area there's not much you know uh in the way of academic and historical recordings and stuff from like the native people so a lot of it is like you know folklore and you know legends and stuff and some of it is like what indians and persians said about the people there so it's it, there's not much factual information so our area if you're not pashtuno he's Gujar or hinko or like one of the other like chitrali or something it's very uh it's a big deal and there's a lot of like racism and, like, tribalism and stuff that comes along with that. That's so it's what a I big deal. Doing, yeah, yeah.
2: It's tribalism, I think, is the best way to describe but, it. Because but, there, I'm talking, cause the the Afghan Taliban and the Pakistani Taliban, people think just, like, when you hear that, you think that they're just two branches of the same tree.
1: I, I think they have separate goals and ambitions mm-hmm. that they, they don't really, they're not working towards the same thing, so that they don't necessarily... Uh,
2: yeah, that's probably the biggest yeah. factor is the mm-hmm. state of Pakistan and how they view the state of Pakistan.
1: Yeah. Right. Yeah, definitely. Yep. And how they identify themselves in relation to Pakistan and Afghanistan. It's 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 different. Uh Pakistan has been very effective in um enforcing the idea of uh the Pakistani state as a the most important identity. So even if you go into tribal areas mm-hmm. and even amongst like TTP guys. Uh, that fought against Pakistan, it's still that uh, the identity of being Pakistani uh, supersedes all the other identities. So yeah, no uh, you'll no see, I, one I've seen to... a
2: lot of stuff where they'll clear a TTP area, and then all they do is put Pakistan flags everywhere. They like go overboard and like mm-hmm. plaster like yeah. Pakistan. Yeah, and they do some, They make like all people
1: all kiss place. the flags and stuff. Yeah, it's it's, it's you know, pamp to mine. And uh... when
2: the United States comes in, this is the story that I always hear. So if I if mm-hmm. I'm going to watch a documentary on this about the Taliban yeah. and Al Qaeda and all all that stuff, they'll literally say that the United States came in and these fighters went into Pakistan, and then it just kind of falls off from there. So it seems like there's this mystery period where um, nobody knew what was going on. The United States or the Pakistanis, nobody was really reporting on it.
1: The U.S. had a really hard time controlling and taking over and rooting out the actual fighters from uh, you know, the eastern mountainous regions of Afghanistan that border uh, Pakistan, the mountain Range that the Duran line follows, right? That entire region on both sides was where a lot of these fighters held out. A lot of them crossed over, but it wasn't necessarily that they fled into Pakistan. It's that they fled into these mountain regions, and from there, once they crossed over to the other side, they did enter uh, into the, you know, deeper into Pakistan. But still, they're centered around these mountain regions.
0: So the um, the regions that are the mountainous regions, the uh, is it the the FATA and uh, and yeah. the northern regions mm-hmm. is that. Mm-hmm. So it's technically Pakistan, right? But in it's, the it's actual area, is it it? Are the people there? Do they consider themselves Pakistani or yeah is it, yeah.
1: yeah yeah definitely yeah. Yeah, you're okay, not, gonna so find it's not like a, it's not yet. like
0: an autonomous sort of. Well, no, it's it's so, like not like an autonomous culture where they're like, uh, like the Kurds where they don't want to be a part of these. No, it's
1: not like that. I mean, like for some reason in the past like two three years, you have had like actual separatists that say we want to break away, especially in like Waziristan. I don't know what like this is a very new phenomena, but they have always identified themselves as Pakistani. Like if. you You'll be hard pressed to find anyone, even people that are against the Pakistani state will not identify as, oh, I'm, uh, you know, part of Afghanistan, serve Pakistan. That is not something you're going to find. What you have to understand is that when the Duran line was drawn, right, the Afghan kings, uh, uh, King Abdurrahman, he actually wanted to um, separate the uh, people on the other side, those tribes, because they were supporting and creating a lot of issues and a lot of rebellion. So he was actually quite insistent on making the line over there on the Northern side, towards the South uh, with regards to Quetta and the Southern uh, Pashtuns, especially in the Waziri area. Um, yeah, that's a different matter, but in the North, they definitely wanted to uh, separate them and keep those Pashtuns on the British side. Pakistan simply inherited the tribal areas from the british that's the easiest way to look at it yeah basically. so what, the arrangement the british people had the pakistani simply carried that over pakistan and india was all one country right and the tribal areas were tribal areas uh, beyond india right so the british considered it to be part of the british raj but these were like autonomous tribes people where it just wasn't worth actually with the amount of uh, fighting and what you get in return, it just wasn't worth it for the British to permanently occupy the area and completely uh, anglicize it. So they sort of just left them and, you know, through negotiations and uh, whatever, bribery payments and occasional fighting, they sort of had an agreement. But what the Duran Line represented was the limit to which the British could engage Uh, with tribes, essentially, right? So on the other side of the Doran line, the British were not supposed to have this agreement. Those people were the subjects of the Afghan king, who in reality was a British puppet as well, because he was actually installed by the British following the Second Anglo-Afghan War. So you have a dynamic here where in actuality, the British do have... Uh, influence over both sides of the border, but in terms of the literal uh, letter of the law and the sphere under which the British had actual long-term interactions, it would be on the then Indian side of the Durand line, which is the modern day Pakistani side.
2: Yeah, Indian subcontinent.
1: Yeah, Indian subcontinent.
2: You know, it's interesting because Pakistan is such a young country, but it has such an old history.
1: It's really more of a artificial identity created for the people that live there. I mean as a nation as a it's not an actual there's no ethnicity that it represents there's no um, culture that it represents it's it's a mix of all the people that lived in that area that sort of had were given this identity that that's practically what it is
2: When we're talking about the. US invasion the fighters get pushed into Pakistan right So this is how I've heard it reported over the years the fighters came in, and then the United States was like, hey, Pakistan, you need to deal with this. And then the Pakistani came in and apparently the people of Waziristan saw Pakistan coming in as like an overstep to like kind of conquer them.
1: Yeah, yeah kind of. It's, it wasn't that simple because before 2007 operations and the Operation Mizan and all that, you had the U.S. bombing. The first drone strike was 2004 and that's what um radicalized a lot of the local people as well yeah, so
2: 2004 it doesn't i don't have what yeah. group it was
1: on though um no it was they hit like a mosque or something uh let me see Year it was a
0: mosque i looked this up it was a mosque
1: yeah oh they killed oh they killed uh neck muhammad wazir he was like the first um oh so like an actual he's got wazir in the name yeah but he was he had fought uh, in Afghanistan against some commander. Let me see who he fought against. uh Saifur Rahman Mansour. So he fought with uh, in Afghanistan against the Northern uh, Alliance. So that was uh, the first guy the U.S. killed. That was in 2004. This idea that there was an immediate response and all that, it's, it's not that simple, but you could say that. How did the relations
2: between the tribal politics of the tribal areas and the radical Islam of Al-Qaeda come together.
1: It's not necessarily just Al-Qaeda. In one way, for a lot of people uh, Mullah Omar was was a legitimate leader and the US invading Afghanistan and fighting Mullah Omar was something that all the uh, people had to stand up against. You had to go help Mullah Omar. He was a legitimate Islamic leader. So what really split and what really caused issues with that was the Pakistan's response, because when Musharraf came in, he began reversing the prior um, policies Pakistan had, which was really pro-Islamist and uh, pro-militant. And once he began, began doing these operations and, you know, firing ministers and firing generals and, you know, clearing out the army and bringing in pro-U.S., um, officials and starting to do these operations. That's what caused a lot of these tensions, because in this early period, I think a lot of people are sort of looking like, what's going on? What is Pakistan going to do? You know, because for them in their areas, they're Pakistani, which means for them, they're part of an Islamic country. And like to them in their mind, obviously, we're going to, you know, be with the other Muslim country that's being invaded, regardless of uh, you know, ethnic lines or whatever. So that sentiment existed um, amongst a large number of people. Once the U.S. invasion began to take swing and Musharraf sort of uh, was not doing the response people expected or were hoping for, I think that's when a lot of the uh, violence and the fighting started.
0: Just doing a little bit of reading, apparently Pakistan claimed that drone strike, which may be why it's a bit hazy on whether that was the first one or not. It was definitely CIA, but Pakistan actually claimed it. Yeah, it could be because. ISI
2: um, ISI would have been working unilaterally
1: with the CIA. Okay. i like to make one thing like a bit more obvious for people that when they sort of view like um, Pakistan, they view it as like a unified, you know, coherent state within the army. You have each generals doing his own thing within the ISI. It's the same thing. Intelligence, Mm -hmm. special, it's, it's really third world, so the There's U.S. has says their both, in they'll it. They'll
2: say that who runs but, Pakistan really?
1: It's whoever's uh, people run certain parts of the government, mm-hmm. and the U.S. works with those people. Chinese work with other people. I'm sure Russia. Everyone's got everyone's got their hand in the pot, right? So. That's and, what it's And like. at the end you of the saw... day,
2: as a politician, you're trying to advance your own position.
1: It's not even that, dude. You want money and nice house, and it's really that's
2: advancing your own position. That's your position in life too. I, I thought you meant
1: like your political per- career. No, in- no, no, no. Personal I, I, gain. Political I, career yeah.
2: is also personal gain,
1: though. I mean, there's people like in Pakistan right now with like uh, cars that costs the equivalent of like 50 60 million dollars in the u.s because of the import tax and stuff mm-hmm. they have swimming pools and like all that stuff in a country where however majority of the people live under the poverty line so and i think the, it's
2: 60 percent were in fata was, was under poverty
1: probably more dude there's no industry no agriculture absolutely nothing there so so just clarify so fata is federally administered tribal area so it means that it's part of a Pakistan is part of the Pakistani nation, but the Pakistan's uh, laws do not apply there. So the local uh, tribal people, they have their own laws and their own courts and everything. And the way uh, you communicate with those people is through a federal agent. That's how it used to be. So there would be a federal agent assigned to a certain region. So like you know uh each area each agency would have a federal agent assigned by pakistan to that that's how they would negotiate so and they would
2: literally call them agencies as well yeah or little, so like it was like it promises.
1: was literally so pakistan would give the agent this amount of money this amount of thing send them into the agency to meet these tribes and be like listen do this 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 and we'll give you this 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 that's how it, that's how it worked and for a lot of people that's how a lot of people made money that's how a lot of people were suppressed people stayed poor that's how power structures were maintained and a lot, how a lot of the insurgency was, you know, um, suppressed. But at the same time, it's also how a lot of it was aggravated. So like, for example, you'd have tribes that were, were literally like, listen, if you don't pay us enough, we're, we're going to start allying with them to fight you. You had um, like even Hakimullah Mehsud, right? When he got, uh, when he got taken out, he had, uh, was it a hundred hundred and sixty thousand dollars in gold at his fort he had a swimming pool he had a a jeep wrangler he had all this stuff and this is like the notorious tribal guy that you know the whole world was against the u.s pakistan the uh, afghan uh, taliban weren't helping him this was like a remote you know caveman guy and he had all this wealth and money so the behind the scenes or the open, um, negotiations and stuff is definitely the mechanism through which Pakistan served or pushed its interest in Farta. But that does not mean that Pakistan had, you know, state control over, uh, over the local people. So you don't, you didn't have now, nowadays you do, but you didn't used to have uh, Pakistani police, Pakistani courts, Pakistani judges, none of that existed there. Each tribe uh, ran their area, and if there was an issue, you would talk to the federal agent, and th- that that's how it was. It's not that they were radicalized. The the people over there are all Muslim, right? You have even, like, the, the secular movements, even, like, the ANP and the PTM and the more, like, uh, Marxist-aligned, uh, you know, workers and student groups and stuff, even that they, they do not go against the backdrop of, uh, you know, the Islamic, you know, ideas. Like no one is going to, you know, go against God or what the Quran says or anything like that openly. That's, that never happens. So it's not that the area, you know, was like a more cultural area. And then when the fighters came over, it became radicalized. That's, that wasn't what it was. It's the fact that the um, Islamic sentiment that already existed became, um, you know, the, it got flared up. So it got aggravated in a way. So it was always there. Just They didn't become radical because the radical fighters came over. They became radical just as a consequence of, you know, how dare America invade, you know, this great muslim country that you know stuck a middle finger to america just a few years ago that that's what it is and more important more importantly for a lot of people and a lot of experts and stuff are disagree are going to disagree with me but malomer was one of the few people that actually was able to get tribals uh tribal people on the pakistani side to go wait no that's our leader. Like whoever's in Islamabad, that's nice. But this is our actual leader. He dresses like us. He speaks Pashto. He's really, uh, you know, he's a good fighter. He beat the Russians. He's going to beat the Americans. That, that was a sentiment that existed. The loyalty to uh, Mullah Omar for a lot of people was superior to loyalty to the Pakistani state. And at this time, you had people in the Pakistan army. You had generals, officers that were literally going, you know, we're with Mullah Omar here. I'm, there, you can find the article online. Just type in Musharraf dismisses uh, Pakistani generals. He had two generals that went to Mullah Omar and told him, "Our army and our nation is with you. Just give us the order." That 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 was the situation Pakistan was in. It's a really fractured state. Where on one hand you have uh, Musharraf trying to you know hold the nation together and sort of you know keep in line with America, and you have this islamist element that's there saying no we're going to be with afghanistan and mullah umar and we're going to propagate this more islamist viewpoint so this divide exists it sounds more
2: like a divide on foreign policy though
1: but the foreign policy is guided by the domestic Mm -hmm. and the local viewpoints so you can't have this radical foreign policy if the local if the people are aren't up for it and that's another thing that divided Pakistani society, which is in the Pashto areas, right? It's a lot more Islamic, it's a lot more religious. That sentiment was a lot stronger over there compared to like the more, uh, you know, the more populous, uh, more educated areas. So like, you know, big cities like uh, Lahore, Islamabad, Karachi, where you have like, you, know, you have poverty and, you know, a lot of homeless and, you know, crime and whatever. We have a lot of academics, you have a lot of, secular people and they're not going to be on board with this so it this split which is largely on ethnic lines but it's not completely existed and then once Afghanistan gets invaded it all of a sudden flares up so the pashto areas are a lot more islamic they have a lot more of the violence and the fighting you did have at one point tahriket taliban punjab you had um, you had Islamic militant groups in Punjab, Sindh. Of course, Kashmir is so a whole different thing. But you had these, you know, non-Pashtun uh, militant groups, but they're not um, they're not fighting for uh, Mullah Omar. They're fighting to establish Sharia and you know, uh, wipe out Shias and Qadiandis and these other minority groups. To they're trying to uh, change the uh, Islamic the make Pakistan an Islamic nation. Yeah, they like, want a new constitution, yeah, they want that basically. And but they don't want to
2: they want they want they still want to keep the Pakistan state. They just want yeah exactly they just want right? to replace
1: it. Whereas in the north, okay. you had people that are removed from all of that. They're simply fighting against the in their eyes unjust occupation of a Muslim country right across the border. And in their eyes, these people, they speak our language. there are a lot of them were the same, were intermarried, especially in like the Southern areas. The link between Waziristan and Pakhtia is a lot stronger than in the North. Uh, The like Moman, the Bajewar isn't necessarily as connected to, you know, uh, Kunar and Nangarhar. So the cross border relationships uh, had a greater determination in the South and in the North, but regardless of that, the religiosity and cultural values in the northern Pashtun areas meant that those people saw themselves as being obligated to fight against the occupation, and in the rest of Pakistan, that sentiment didn't exist.
0: Why do you why do you think that divide occurs? Realistically, like why why do you think that? Um... Pakistanis don't necessarily have that fight, that drive that the people in this area do. They, I mean,
1: they do, but they, they have a different, complete different culture, complete different history, complete different language. They're a different nation. In in uh, Yeah, that's, that's uh, why I said I simplify
2: it to four nations. Even and it's even,
1: not, you can go beyond even yeah. simple four nations. You have uh, even in KPK, you have different ethnic groups. You have uh, Hinkawal, you have uh, Pashtuns, you have Bakhtuns, which are the northern Pashtuns. You have, you know, southern Pashtuns. They A lot of them have rivalries and stuff. It's Everyone calls themselves Pakistani. Everyone says, yes, this is my country. But what that country means for them is completely different. I think it's quite interesting. The post-British Pashtun identity became a lot more consolidated than it was before the British. The British, I think, were very effective in sort of, uh streamlining this identity that people have and being okay look this is what you are given that and people think mm-hmm. oh that's really okay l- yeah let's be that that's really really effective in that mm-hmm. why, well, we, we want to yeah. get
2: into the actual formation of the ttp when this dude the second dude uh, yeah it's the yeah whoever it's, it's the guy who doesn't have the fantastic beard the guy who came after him
1: Everyone yeah, has. Cool. Everyone has very manly <laughs> beards. Over no, there. he has more he of like, a
2: Johnny Depp thing going on. Oh, Hakimullah, the Chinese-looking
1: yeah. guy. Hakimullah is had an evolution over his career, right? So, in the beginning, even amongst like, uh, like Pakistanis, like anti-militant people, he he did have a certain like, um, how would you say it, like he did have a certain like aura or like persona around him because
2: yeah uh, well that's what was... i th- he seems mm-hmm. i read about him he seems very like a robin hood-esque legend not, not just the... that it's not just it's that crazy. it's he was, like folklore surrounding him yeah
1: uh, i think it was more that in when he first started out all of his attacks were against u.s like he's famous for shutting down the nato trucks uh, Because we need to feed our soldiers and shit. Yeah, so he 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 literally shut down between 2007 and 2008. He shut down NATO supplies going from Karachi, which is the port in Pakistan, being driven up into Afghanistan. He cut that supply route off. So he had a lot of like support because of that. And then once
0: he became, didn't they they take a bunch of NATO supplies and stuff?
1: Yeah, so yeah, they would like blow up uh, convoys and. A lot of the times, like letters, and you know, dear dad, I miss you. But that a lot of times, they had weapons, they had uh, ammo, that had a lot of equipment, and gear, and stuff like that. But I think that wasn't the purpose. The purpose was literally to cut off that supply line that the U.S. had from Karachi. They, between th- two thousand seven, two thousand eight, they effectively shut it down. He had, uh, and that's
2: when the surge comes too. Which, and not we'll not
1: try. only that not only that but he he's a waziri right uh, sorry he's a mahsud. but he was able to get support in uh quran agency or agency um Khaybar agency amongst all these uh non wazir tribes so he had support uh, amongst these orderxies these even these afridis and uh other tribals uh he was able to raise fighters from these tribes to attack the convoys going through these agencies. So he had this he had a lot of widespread pulse. appeal, a lot of yeah. which is very a lot of unusual, pulse. which is very unusual for someone that rose up from a Mahsudi militant uh, mm-hmm. you know tribal militia. But before
2: we keep d- digging into him just very quickly like summarize the guy who came before him and then the group that came before him how they transitioned into TTP because okay, I see so- TTP really as the hakimullah like i see it really starting with him even Mm -hmm. though it started with the guy before him you know what i mean
1: if you want to look at it one way ttp is an umbrella term right that pakistan uses to describe all these militants
2: it literally means taliban movement
1: yeah it's tehriki taliban pakistan so the yeah the movement of the taliban in pakistan let's let's translate it as that so they're literally people who have adopted the you know the image and the Whatever Taliban represents, they've adopted that and they're trying to implement that.
2: There's just these slight differences where I'm like, you can see it. It's like the the hat, the hat won't be the same. But that's local. That's local. So So.
1: Wazidis have a special, it looks like a flower almost. Okay. Because I said this
2: to you before that I said their (laughs) hat game is way more whack than the actual Taliban. Yeah.
1: I don't know. (laughs) They have, they're famous for their really elaborate over-the-top design princess toadstool
0: (laughs) well isn't isn't um taliban has a meaning as well does it not yeah this
1: this is really funny so uh arabic right a talib uh a talib is a student in arabic right Mm. so in pashto that's a loan word so pashto uh, Pashtuns in the pashto language you adopt talib Mm. right so the original word in arabic is talib in pashto you say talib right taliban is the plural form for that right so you have a word for one you have a word for two and you have a word for many right in pashto you don't have that so taliban in pashto means like the many students right the students students plural in arabic uh taliban means two students so the uh, yeah, it's a, a talib. Uh, talib is like a religious student, taliban, the religious students. Madrasas, we've, is, we've yeah.
2: talked about madrasas yeah. on the show before, and yeah, that's how they were used to all radicalize all over. So, mm-hmm.
1: that, that's all it is, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, I think this is a point where this is a point where we have to start making some distinction and uh, bring in some terms, right, to clarify everything. So, in um, Waziristan, right, you have. Uh, the Waziri, uh, like, uh, main group, right? That's like the overarching tribe. Within Waziris, you have uh, Uthman Zays, Waziri, and uh, Mehsoods. These are like the three um,
2: lineages
1: Lineages that all descend from the Waziri. So, or in a way, Mehsoods Mah- are like an offshoot. They're, they have a different lineage, they're a branch, but they go back to the same lineage, but they're a different branch. So you have usman zais Waziri's, and Mehsuds. They're all Waziri's, though. The Mehsood's and the Waziri's, they have a very long-standing, well-established rivalry. They don't like each other. They have blood feuds going back decades, hundred years, whatever. These groups are called Lashkari, Tehrike. Uh, jish, so th- these words mean uh, militia, group, party, that his bit. So these are all like the prefixes, right? Mm-hmm. So the party of the group of the militia of, so that's all that is. That's why a lot of them sound similar. You have Jesh Muhammad, Jesh uh, uh, Imam, Jesh uh, Islam, Tawheed You have like all these groups. They all believe in the same crap, but this guy's like, no. In my area, I'm going to represent this. That's, that's all that is. But yeah, Waziris and Mahsoods, they have this uh, long-standing rivalry with each other. And this is why I want to bring up uh, the Neck Muhammad Wazir. He was like the first uh, militant, organized militancy that was attacking U.S. and Pakistani troops. This was like in 2003, 2004. So when he got taken out, so he belongs to the Wazir tribe, right? When he got taken out, that's when a lot of, uh, like, you had this uh, intertribal fight for dominance. Leadership crisis? Not, lead, not even leadership crisis. Like, which tribe is going to be the militant group that's. Elite
2: domination, elite politics. Yeah, domination. yeah, to some extent. It's right? a leadership so, crisis.
1: Yeah, I guess so. And Beitullah Mahsud emerged out of that. So what he did was he put himself and his tribe as the dominant, uh, you know, anti-American, anti-Pakistan tribe. That That's what he did. So essentially he made it that my tribe is the anti-American, uh, anti-Pakistan uh, state uh, tribe. And anyone that's on that agenda, they got to be under me and my tribe. That That's what he's done, right? So in this area, you have... Beitullah Mehsud, he's created that identity. Other people are believe in that, right? There's other anti-U.S. Uh, and anti-Pakistan militants, but they don't necessarily want to be under the Mehsoodi, uh, They don't want to be uh, under c- control and you know being subjugated by the Mehsud. Mm-hmm. So you have this um, thing where Mehsud uh, Beitullah is portraying himself as the leader mm-hmm. and saying that. All these other guys that are doing attacks, they're really under me. But in reality, each area and each tribe is, you know, acting independently. And then he's sort of taking credit and uh, portraying himself as a leader. And you had in this period between 2004 and 2007, you had a lot of inter-fighting between the guys that were supposedly on the same side. So all these anti-US, anti-Pakistan groups are fighting each other. Uh, and Bay- especially, he fought a lot of other militants, a lot of uh, other Isla- uh, Islamic militants for control. Like anyone that wasn't in line, that was close to his area, he would fight them. He killed Abdullah Mesud, who was another rising guy that was trying to go around it. Uh, while Baitullah was emerging, there was another guy, Abdullah Mesud, And he was trying to uh, go away from the tribal identity and sort of create a pan um, or a unified... Uh, Islamic Front in that area, and Baitullah Mehsud allegedly had had him killed, or gave Pakistan his location so he could be taken out. So there's that rumor. Baitullah consolidating power and uh, taking out people who he saw as rivals.
2: Just look up death of Jennifer CIA agent. And
1: agent. then there was that guy in New York, right? The under, underwear bomber. He took credit
0: for that as well. Jennifer Matthews.
2: Yes, Jen Matthews. Death. Her death whatever port it was at.
0: Okay, uh, Camp Chapman.
2: Camp Chapman.
0: Yeah, sure.
1: All right, uh,
2: so pull up the attack on Camp Chapman for us.
0: Yeah, I would I would pull it up on the Washington Post, but they am... Um...
2: No, no, pull up the wiki.
0: Oh, we going open source yeah oh. Okay, it says the Camp Chapman attack was a yeah. suicide attack so by... It would
2: say responsibility, and it might be a section in the table of contents on who claimed responsibility.
0: Responsibility, Al-Qaeda, Pakistani Taliban, and Afghan Taliban. There was a, say, specific Al-Qaeda uh,
2: to The Pakistani Taliban claimed this attack
0: Hakim Mala Masud. Okay, yeah, so it was actually like so It was the second guy, the second yeah. guy. Who
2: doesn't know, yeah. this is famously depicted in Zero Dark Thirty This is Alex Station fucking up They thought he was uh, going to get them to Zahawari, so they brought this guy in And he was a triple agent Working for Al-Qaeda And blew <laughs> up the CIA base With This to, will come to you Th- 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 Through unexpected way, inshallah, well, we will get you CIA team. Inshallah, will
0: you get you down?
2: Look, this is for you. It's not watch. It's a detonator to kill as much as I can, inshallah. This inshallah. is my job to kill you, to kill your uh, partner, Jordanian partner. Don't think that you just press and put them killing mujahideen. You are safe. Huge explosion. It was the only time somebody has like directly attacked the CIA, targeted like that. Hmm. but the ttp claimed claimed uh responsibility for this guess what the united states does in response
0: a double tap oh a double tap
2: so they not only just killed a militant for it Mm -hmm. when the people came to help him they bombed him again so they bombed the rescue workers that's what assad does it's a serious war crime oh my god but the CIA. Yeah, I was gonna it.
0: say, don't. Uh, you're not allowed to do that, right? You're yeah, not allowed no, to fucking attack very, medics and shit.
2: That's a, yeah, and it's it's not even medics. It's like the neighbors. Because what? Aren't you gonna oh, go help your neighbor if his house fucking explodes, dude? Yeah. Kids and shit, like all these people coming over to help. They bombed him again.
0: And that was the CIA that. Did yeah, that. they
2: killed a lot of fucking people. They'll probably be in that wiki article. Say the response they should be targeted more. But this is why I wanted to bring it up, because this gets us into the ethics of drone strikes, because that's a clear demonstration of an amazingly unethical drone strike. That is a serious fucking war crime right there. Mm. And it's interesting because you'll talk to some of the people, um, mainly the people in uh, the uh, Kyber area, not the tribal area, that I'll hear that they're like kind of pro-drone strike because they don't like the
1: militants, you know? Yeah, yeah especially the a and p guys the communist guys yeah they're very pro dr- drone strike the what's the name man mohsen dawar and that what's the other fat guy man but uh, this is really
2: after this after this attack on on the fort what year is that jack the um camp.
0: it was 2009 yeah so December this is really 30th 2009 this is
2: really when the drone war hits its height H-
0: happy new year uh,
1: yeah (laughs) and then the other the other the other uh use of drones was simply the fact that both us and pakistan were unable to penetrate the network these guys had it was it was like fierce loyalty so they so normally uh the standard procedure right not standard procedure but the normal thing to do is you go in there with the federal agents you talk to the tribes you get tribal rivals and you sort of take him out that way but that just wasn't working because the mehsoods and the waziris they had this like intense uh like loyalty or like betrayal was like the worst sin you could ever do like so that it just wasn't working They, they couldn't bribe their way through they couldn't uh they couldn't get uh hits out the assassination just wasn't working that's why they resorted like drone strike was almost like a resort like all right screw it we can't do anything else we're just gonna bomb it and just kill everyone terrorism goes up
2: you know i mean yeah right around that time so
1: but the um the conflict in pakistan escalated because the pakistanis escalated on purpose because they weren't able to you know get control through the conventional avenue so pakistan viewed it as okay listen we've dealt with you know, these backwards tribal peoples before. They had, in 94, in SWAT and Malakand, they had operations against TNSM, which is what evolved into TTP in the SWAT side. They had I mean, is operations this, is this kind of 90s. like,
2: a, like a, even if it's proven factually in history, what happened? Is this a kind of a who shot first situation?
1: Politically? That's sort of like the excuse way of looking at it. Pakistan would literally say, look, these savage tribal people, they don't have running water, they're all fanatic barbarians with guns. They came into but the childer and state will say our they started kids. it. Yeah, of course, Pakistan's gonna say, and that. then
2: the, the other side will say yeah. Pakistan started.
1: it. Exactly, and the tribal okay. people say, no, you came to our area and tried to do your operations when we were fighting jihad, so that's why we, you know, uh, are attacking the you. But
0: meme. The, the yeah, thing the that really,
1: the thing that really like flared up. And really brought the militancy to a peak was the Lal Masjid siege in Islamabad. That was one turning point. Then the thing that swayed it the other way was the uh, Peshawar uh, APS attack. So these, so one the Lal Masjid was in two thousand seven. Well, well APS,
2: APS APS is when Fazula comes.
1: Uh, Fazlullah.
2: So, that's a, so I wanted to get into the fracture. So he, we're talking about drone strikes. Mm-hmm. Dude is killed by a drone strike. Leadership a crisis, is killed, yeah. Yeah, leadership crisis emerges. Mm-hmm. Um, nobody seemed to want
1: Fazula. Okay, Fazula is not the leader of the TTP, right? The, he has absolutely no say or control over Waziristan, Khyber agents. He has his little group. In SWAT, what do you
2: think he was seen as the leader then?
1: He Pakistan well, it, is the saying thing is, is that Pakistan it fractured, is
2: it fractured right? He, is there other groups that saw themselves as the actual descendants, as the leadership descendant to the other guy?
1: I, I mean, uh, Hakim, yeah, that's where you have Nurwali Wali Mahsood, uh, Umar Khurasani, all these other guys that are like, Who the hell are you up in SWAT? This is a tribal matter in FARTA, like, this is our thing. I think a lot of people were. Like who the hell are you, Fazlullah and flipping SWAT? You're taking over Chitral and Malakand. Like the, you're not even near the border. That's like, you know, stay out of it. That's why you have the SWAT takeover. Everyone tries to group it together, but it's it's a complete different movement. It's got completely different objectives. SWAT is a, it's a different reality to the rest of the tribal areas. Yes. SWAT is not uh, farta, right? Swat used to be parta with a P, which is provincially administered. Which is, the government never had any uh, law uh, say at all. Only Peshawar could, so the government would have to negotiate with Peshawar. Peshawar would negotiate with Swat. That's how it used to be back in the like sixties or something. But it became it became incorporated. So, so uh, what crawled up Fazula's ass to make him such a douchebag? I mean. He, he was, I mean, I don't think he was too like different from any other.
2: Uh, deliberately, the, the amount of deliberate targets of children and
1: a lot of. Okay, here's the thing, right? In SWAT, in SWAT, you have. Well, there's different... it's
2: also we're, the school attack, too. I know they were military yeah, kids okay, and all, all that, right, but like, right, dude, this, have this you is seen the thing, this what that the fucking
1: thing. place like is never. Uh, the Fuzzle Law was not involved in the APS attack, right? He claimed to be. He, this, this, well,
2: it was Omar Khorasani, wasn't it? Right?
1: He, even he wasn't. APS attack, practically, if you look at it, was Uzbeks. Al-Qaeda, Uzbeks. Uzbeks allied with Al-Qaeda from uruk agency, carried out the attack in Peshawar. No TTP cell, no TTP commander, no TTP militants were involved in that attack. In it's 2014. The,
2: it's the Peshawar school attack.
1: Yeah, so in Peshawar they have like you know you have like military schools everywhere, right? So I'm sure you have in Australia and stuff there, right? It's like the, it's like a normal like, high like school.
0: an office, officer school or like yeah, a no, high like school. A normal, like,
1: no, it's, it's like a high school, right? They're like, like
2: they're they're like uh, pre military school. Yeah, it's, so right, you, it's like actually, you're yeah. like 16, 17.
1: Yeah, so yeah. like you do army drills and you work out and then once and you graduate... a lot of graduate, them are kids
2: of the commanders yeah. of the military. It's
1: high school age. It's high school yeah. age, but it's... Anyone can... As far as the United it, right?
2: States concerned, they would be identified as... Military combatants. age
1: yeah. yeah. I mean, they're not soldiers, all right? They're kids. Yeah, like, the literal But kids, if the United right? States
2: yeah. bombed the school, they would be military Yeah, yeah of course, yeah. So that's all I'm saying. The... It was fucked up attack, but I'm just saying... As far as the United States is concerned, it's kind of hypocritical. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, but uh, Victor's uh, can do whatever they want, right? Yeah, biggest milk. And also, you set the rules. uh,
2: And also, I don't think anything the United States did is as fucked up as that school attack. Witnesses, uh, like kids who survived, they said that they were talking about make sure not to waste bullets, make them count.
1: That's, I mean, that's that's the mentality of the people that did it. But the people that did it were Uzbeks, right? First of all, the... Uzbeks are not native to that area, right? Uzbeks came from North Afghanistan. Uh, they were Al Qaeda fighters. They came to. Um... Yeah,
2: the Uzbek militant movement is basically Al Qaeda.
1: Yeah, no, they they are Al Qaeda. They they they're, they're sometimes
2: they sometimes are considered a separate thing. It's like the Khani network are sometimes considered a separate thing than the Taliban, but they're te- they're fucking Taliban. You okay. Know? Right.
1: Yeah, yeah, they're Al- so these Uzbeks are Al Qaeda. After when the US invaded, they moved over uh, into Oregzai Agency, right? So they were present in Waziristan and Oregzai Agency. So what happened is a the local, uh, there was a, some of the local uh, elders, tribal leaders, whatever, they gave uh, Nana they, it's like a protection or like you're allowed to stay in our area. They gave that to these Uzbek fighters. That's the background. Then what happens is that the you have these military operations going on pakistan is doing operations these uzbeks they went in there they massacred these kids right in response pakistan invades uh waziristan invades north waziristan which is not where the uzbeks came from the uzbeks were in oragzai agency so that shows if you know you're more conspiratorially minded that if Pakistan wanted to address the issue, they would have gone into Urakzai agency to the heart of the issue and wiped out the uh, Al-Qaeda Uzbeks, where they were at their source. But they didn't. They went into North Waziristan and attacked the uh, Waziri and militants. The thing to take away is that the tribal militants were not like calling for this attack. And I think a lot of them, when that happened, were like, oh, crap, this is going to backlash to us who did this, right? The Afghan Taliban on their side, which they've always had issues with the TTP because it's like the TTP really is messing up the ability to negotiate with the US and the TTP is propping up the Haqqani family um, in Pakhtia and it's giving them influence in the within the Taliban circle. So you have all these different uh, frictions between the Afghan Taliban and the Pakistani Taliban. The APS attack is just another one of those but the takeaway uh uh that i i would say is that the aps attack was the turning point after which the population like the popu- like the actual people were start to call for the Pax- pakistani military to remove these militants
2: mm-hmm.
1: it's kind of, it's kind of interesting you brought that up aps attack is what really swayed public opinion against the militants what gave them the initial support was the 2007 lal masjid siege in islamabad that's what really like that's where like local people were like what the hell is going on how dare pakistan do this what happened was there was there's a masjid right like a mosque in islamabad it was a. Uh, it was like the the leader the head imam the Head teacher that was teaching the kids, he's a Pashtun, right? So a lot of people from tribal areas uh, had con- family that were living in Islamabad that went to that school, right? It went to that masjid, sorry. So these people, uh, the the mosque, what they went around, they tried to like establish uh Sharia um, patrol, right? So they were like literally going around with sticks and like people that were playing music, they would hit them. They were like smashing uh, uh, alcohol bottles and all that. But yeah, this sounds is,
2: exactly like the United States Prohibition Movement. If you actually look kind at it, of, right? they I literally mean, did
1: this. They went into bars and like
2: beat the shit out of bartenders. I mean, the they're stuff.
1: They, they, they're like, they're like, you know, TV. You can't watch TV. they were like destroying like video cassettes and stuff. But a lot of them were kids, right? Because this is like, these are like seminary age. So these are like, I don't like six or seven, but they're like 13, 14 Like the older ones are eighteen. The younger ones are like eight, nine. it's, it's that sort of age group, right? So they're kids, and you have uh, a couple of, you have the, um, as they're going around, they, they also have guns as well. Right? So what happens is um, specific details, and this is a major operation, but essentially the Pakistan army see, uh, see uh, lay siege onto that mosque, uh, the mosque, right? And inside the mosque, there's kids, there's women. There's, you know, people that were, kids that are just there, like, to go to their, uh, like, after school, like, uh, madrasa, right? You have um, militants in there as well. So, Baksan lays siege to the mosque, and what Musharraf gives the order to go in there and take everyone out, and the uh, Pakistan forces go in there and kill a bunch of kids, kill a bunch of I mean, the claim is that they're all yeah. militants, right?
2: Alpha team style. Let's go, Russia. Yeah.
1: But the so the uh, Pakistan says, oh, they're kids, but they were still militants, right? They had guns. And then a lot of the parents and the family are like, no, like we saw the bodies. Like these, these kids were like, some of them like 9, 10. So the unofficial death count is 70. The official death count is 10. So this is huge disparity, right? First of all, Pakistan's is not even acknowledging a lot of the deaths in um, responses attack, the tribal uh, militants, uh, you know, and tribal people really start to organize and be like, no, this is, this is, we're not accepting uh, this, this is, you know, they cross the line. You've attacked, first of all, you've attacked a mosque. So Mm -hmm. you're a Muslim, supposedly a Muslim country, like this is supposed to be like a, uh, almost like an area where, like, whatever fighting goes on side, it's not supposed to happen inside the mosque. You're killing kids. These are our kids because a lot of these families come from, you know, the tribal areas or the Pashto areas. And so that really inflared uh, a lot of the um, people in that area and really got um, the militant groups were able to use that as propaganda and recruit because of that attack
0: okay so so pakistan is is starting to um buckle down didn't did they not ban the ttp i mean
1: yeah from the inception almost right but okay but like what that's in you know pakistan doesn't have any authority in that area so
0: it was was more or less a a hollow gesture more than anything as like a a safe face for the pakistani government more i mean like dude like rpgs and Mm ak-47s are banned
1: for right? Sure. Like yeah. everyone has one, right? It's, 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 not a thing Like you can go to a gun shop and the guy would be like, where's your license? Oh, I don't have one. Okay. I right, pay a little extra money. Like, <laughs> it's, it's not like a thing, right? It's, yeah. Yeah. So, okay. Um, so yeah, so this attack was in 2007. So okay. the, um, this attack in 2007 gives the militants a lot of support. The violence escalates, the fighting escalates. In 2014, you have the APS attack. Yeah. That sways the uh, public opinion the other way, and that's when and that start. that
0: was sort of the the beginning of the end of yeah. That uh, the, that is the of beginning. Peak. of that.
1: So you have Long yeah. Masjid is their peak. APS is their end. From 2014 yeah, okay. onwards, you have you know Zarbi Azad, Azab, and all these major operations that had huge public support and had also a lot of uh, local support as well. Yeah, so okay.
2: The we talked about the APS attack, but also the conflict during this period is famous for how many schools they destroyed.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So uh, we can't really say that all those were Al Qaeda,
1: you know. So it's, there's the 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 way it, it's almost as if the um, once the violence starts, it just goes everywhere. The violence is just spreading and the the reasons and the um you know the justification for it's starting to disappear it's literally like this is a target no, this is a target and with the sides become blurred you have ttp guys that are allying with the pakistan military you have ttp guys that are separatists you have ttp guys that are you know uh, localized you have each the tribal areas have their ttp and swat you have a different ttp it's all it's it's ttp becomes more of a um, catch-all term to describe yeah, like it, militant it's movement. people it's 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 like, no it's, it's, like, it's militant people almost it's
2: also like it's using liberal to describe the entire left wing. exactly America, exactly you right.
1: know it's, it, yeah it's like or it's like saying liberal right, what does that mean like are you a communist are you like a and for an some people that they are they you, mean
2: they think liberals are communists exactly which right is
1: like, so, phew, <laughs> I think one thing you can say. So what was the whole,
2: what was the whole hatred of schools? And, and.
1: No, I think that's just a target dude. Like when you have not much development, when you don't have many buildings. I mean, you're saying like, what else, what didn't they destroy? They destroyed everything, right? They took out hospitals. they took out Mm -hmm. schools. they took out mosques. On YouTube, you got to type it in Bush though, but you have like the old, like little local guys with their videos going around filming the destruction and the attacks. In Swat, that's all on YouTube. You can look it up. Yeah, I'll send I've seen, you the I've seen a lot of.
2: I have a lot of. I have a little playlist. No, like, like
1: literally, like you have like the guys that like interview like the TTP. Like you have this guy he like interviews. Uh, yeah, yeah, I've Muslim seen him. Khan I just, stuff, I just don't like, understand what, what they're he's saying. He's like, "What are you doing?" And he's like, "Nah, that was Mujahideen." It's like, bro, like you're blowing us up. Like we're literally cousins. Like this don't match up. So you have that. Mm-hmm. What like, I'm talking a, about is
2: more like the government had like charter schools.
1: No, Pakistan tried to start that, and people are blowing it up yeah that's that's like yeah that's like (laughs) no you're not coming in our area yeah that's what they were doing okay so Pakistan, anything infrastructure that Pakistan was building they would blow up yeah it's like a complete rejection that no you have no say in our area you're not going to build anything you're not going to do anything or you know you have this they're like hey listen if you don't pay us we're going to blow that up you have that as well so it that is, but like I said, it's not deliberate targeting of schools. I think it's just a white part of a greater uh, attempt to dismantle or destroy all the infrastructure that Pakistan is trying to build.
2: It's uh, Noor Walid Mashoud, Mahsood, the, Mahsood. this new guy right here,
1: Noor Wali Mashoud, the fat dude.
2: Yeah, he just came in and he kind or of he's been has, around
1: for a while, but he's well, yeah, but he, up, brought
2: in the, he brought in the two these two split factions and joined them into one. Okay, he got
1: the Mehsud guys that were doing their own thing, right? And he was like, "No, I am your leader." That's what he did. All right, this—I don't—I I don't, I wouldn't progress it beyond uh, beyond that because TTP does not exist outside of specific areas in Waziristan mm-hmm. right now. They don't have anything in that. Mostly area. North
2: Waziristan too.
1: Yeah, especially right. Yeah, not even Southern Waziristan. They, that, they, like they basically, they basically the
2: just. Went on an all-out death campaign and pushed them all into North Waziristan. Yeah, and and built a fence around they, it.
1: They, it was literally, if we wipe out the population, there's no more fighters left. Yeah, the, well, place, a million they, people, the civilians did 000. run away
2: at that point.
1: Yeah, a million uh, internal refugees. Yeah, it's so, crazy. Uh, people ran, but there were human the shields as well. Like
2: schools, that was another thing. It's like students made good human shields.
1: Or, uh, how many? And both sides are- did that. Yeah, but,
2: both sides do that
1: mm-hmm. I, I was gonna say that uh it was that the campaign was so brutal and so bad that people ran away into afghanistan like that's when you know like these people ran away from waziristan into pakhtia into like um southern afghanistan which at that time was like where the taliban were resurging
2: well they for they kind he kind of came in at this time ceasefires are in place negotiations were going mm-hmm. well they kind of put it on well like oh if uh, if ik is gone is, is is this gonna shake up the ceasefire with the taliban but hmm. it seems basically oh. to a close and this guy is like not really he was escalating in uh 2021
1: Fuzzle, this He's the dead, new dude. guy oh,
2: the, in really? 2021 there was an escalation of attack oh,
1: yeah yeah okay so I actually four incidents in north yeah. waziristan i spoke about this uh they ha- no it was way more than that they had six ttp claimed 600 kills in 2021. The, sorry, in twenty, the uh, since August fifteenth, uh, when when did the uh, one uh, Taliban take it was August fifteenth, right? Uh, between August fifteenth and I think it was uh, April twenty twenty two, they claimed like two hundred attacks. Uh, that was like one hundred fifty soldiers killed, however many hundred wounded. That was their claim. So, um, a lot of people are saying that you know this escalation is. A result of the Afghan Taliban taking over, and that you know there's gonna be a resurgence in violence, and the TTP is gonna reemerge, and they're gonna be allied with the Afghan Taliban properly this time. And it's gonna you know push the conflict over, and the Afghan Taliban are gonna take territory in Pakistan. All this, uh, yeah, and, stuff, and, right? and we
2: have seen videos where they but, take a security checkpoint, and
1: yeah, but the you know, on the ground, there, there's been no change. I don't, I don't think, uh, the
2: I think you can Evolution. expect instability with the United States pulling out of the country next door to you. Uh
1: it's... I mean, ironically, the country's stable now that the U.S. has pulled out, so...
2: But do you think uh, integrating FATA was a huge part of that?
1: Um, It, it certainly...
2: And by integrating, are we talking about massacring everyone in there? And then, I mean,
1: you kill off off all the radical tribal people, and whoever's left, you can negotiate with and sort of, you know, bring them in to the, you know, to abandon their uh, previous ways.
2: So, so what we're learning is violence works.
1: Work for Pakistan. I mean, they're never going to be able to. I don't think they're never going to be able to quell the um, local tribal author- authority and replace that and make Fata like the rest of um, you know. Uh, Especially K-2K. now, they aren't. Yeah, they're not going to be able to do that. But
2: oh, oh, oh! I see. I was thinking you were saying the other thing. Never mind.
1: But there, uh... Buxan has been effective in removing the uh, militancy against his own army. It's been very effective in doing that. And because it's been effective in doing that, it is now able to more effectively carry out its foreign policy with Afghanistan and negotiate, uh, you know, on that front. So, what what you're looking at in a way is a um, a evolution in Pakistani uh, foreign policy where they're moving, they moved away from you know a more uh, Islamist uh, idea and uh, being, you know, part of the Islamic world. And I think over the next five years, in in the next, yeah, in the next five years, you're going to see them shift more towards, ironically, India and China. And I think you're going to see the uh, attempt by Pakistan to have sort of like Afghanistan be the end of the, uh, you know, Islamic, Uh, area, and Pakistan be the beginning of sort of a unified... Like a new tribal area. Uh, uh, No, a uh, subcontinent-identified area. So Pakistan, India, and China be sort of a, you know, uh, working together and being sort of a unified... Not unified, but a cooperative... Uh, yeah strategic partner economic partners yeah I think Pakistan is very much looking well, for so, it.
0: no I'm not sure India will lack that yeah India is definitely no, it, able to yeah do that. No, I mean, the
1: thing
2: the, the thing is is that there is a lot of racists in India but it's not the government the the, the government is going to do what the government does the, I mean you
1: know like, the, the thing is that in Sindh Punjab they are Indians right yeah, like, they, they, liter- I, yeah they they are literally Indians, are Indians. Yeah. so And that is the majority of Pakistan's population. So, uh, although there's going to be pushback and there's going to be, you know, uh, probably an upsurge in domestic violence, overall, I think the population will definitely be able to accept a more common... Or a more friendly uh, view with India, as opposed to the previous view, which is, you mm-hmm. know, those are Hindus, we are Muslims. and Well, what's interesting is, that is before this
2: war on terror, one of the reasons why, uh, there's many reasons, just one of the reasons why the tribal areas were so declined in poverty and education and all that stuff, and the government not caring about them, is because they were more focused on the other border with India.
1: Yeah, it's it's that is the fact that, at that, like, if you're going to back to the 60s and 70s, like, so that that's the, uh, you know, back in the 60s and 70s with the, uh, you know, Russian invasion of Afghanistan, the rise of the Taliban, then you have the spillover into Pakistan, the rise of militancy in Pakistan that, you know, really gained steam in 2007, peaks in 2008 to 2009, 2014, you have the APS attack. And the steam starts to blow the other way. Pakistan really gains the upper hand. The uh, population and even the local tribal people turn against the militants. And by 2016, 2017, the violence is curbed. By 2018, FATA is ready to be integrated. And now you have a, uh, the situation today, which is, you know, everything's integrated. Everything's unified. It's sort of... Jenna hidden. did it. yeah it's it's sort of duct taped together, but it's holding for now.
0: Yeah. Interesting fact, right?
1: (laughs) If you're like uh if you speak Busha or whatever, right, you're always thinking, how come all these guys have like these really cool sounding names? So like you have Hakimullah, Beitullah, like Zabiullah, you have all these like, you know, you have like uh, Umar Khurasani, Noor, Wali. It's like all these really cool names, right? Like, how, how do they come up with that? These are all titles, by the way, right? This, this is why I learned, like, I don't want to admit how late in my life I learned this. So like Hakimullah's real name is Jamshid, okay? Which is like the most like generic student. Yeah, like, Jamshid, like the that.
2: RPG god.
0: The, exactly, <laughs> his name is Jamshid.
2: Uh, you know what I'm talking about. You one see,
0: RPG Taliban poof. You couldn't get a more perfect RPG shot than he had. Here you go, Jim shot. Boss. <laughs> 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 hey. Yeah, that looked badass.
2: Finish. One RPG Taliban <laughs> <Yeah>. finish Taliban. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Jamshid Jim- yeah. RPG god.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <The> guy, he's <laughs> nuts, man. The guy he clears <laughs> the mind he's like <laughs> yeah, it's pretty crazy. No, bro, like Jamshid is like a dorky name. Like yeah. it's almost called Jamshed. it's like bro, really? Like your parents like want you to go to school. Like you know what I mean? <laughs> <Bro>. <laughs> like it's very <laughs> interesting i just wanted to say that like because you mentioned like uh his the other guy's name was an uh, alias so yeah a lot of these commanders they have aliases mm-hmm. like no one's actually called like Safi muhammad they have hacker everyone's names. Called, like, yeah everyone's <laughs> called like Parvays or something so
2: <laughs> fucking morpheus yeah. over here hey man <laughs>